I got licensed April of 2020, so I mean 2021. Okay. So 2022 was my first full year in real estate. Okay. For the first six months in real estate, I had zero, yeah. zero sales, um, which was a little discouraging because my goal was to be in the multi-million dollar club my first year in real estate. So okay. um, not only did I not have any sales that first six months, they raised the limit. It was like three million um, in previous years, and then in 2022 they announced that it's 4.25 million. Oh, like shit! You know, you know, how am I gonna do this? Um, but I met, I, I met the goal, and I'm multi million dollar club. Wow! So you, congratulations! Thank you. That's huge. So you met that within the first year? My first full year. And I the got goal was 4.25 million in real estate. Wow! So you gotta break this down. You gotta reverse engineer this. First six months, no sales. No sales. Was that just but, education? Like, what did they look like? The first depressing. six months, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm, again, education. Um, I am in a group called the CEO Society. Okay. Uh, Kiana Watson, she's a, a real estate broker out of Atlanta. So um, wow. I started following people that, um, you know, that I wanted to be like. And mm -hmm. she's like, my Beyonce, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I joined a group up that she had, and then I also um, joined a few Facebook groups, and I just consistently, like, posted. Like, one of the things that she said to me, and mm -hmm. it stuck with me in the very beginning, is, like, you got to fake it till you make it. Okay. In certain mm -hmm. things. And so I had to just still show up, still post, yeah. still post my educational videos, still meet people. Mm -hmm. um, now, I had, you know, people that were reaching out, but they may not have been where they weren't where they needed to be in order to qualify or yeah, I actually had a couple of deals and they fell through. They changed their minds, you know, uh, interest rates increased. So there were a lot of things that um, it wasn't just dry. I didn't have yeah. the, the people. They just weren't coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of circumstances. Yeah, a lot of circumstances. So what was that breakthrough moment that you, um, when things turned around and the transaction started happening, like what was that moment? What what did that look like for you? Uh, my husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my husband sold, um, he sold an, an investment property. At least okay. Is he in real estate as well? No, he's in contracting. Contracting, okay. We, we, okay. Uh, so home improvement. So gotcha. he's, he's not a realtor, but he does uh, home improvement. Okay. So, um... He sold a property, and then I had, um, what was the other first deal? I can't remember the first deal, but it was like after that one, like they all just started coming through, like all the way down. I think my last closing was in December okay. of last year, and that's what tipped me over for multi-million dollar close. All right, what's going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the F40 Tap. Listen, I am extremely excited for this episode. We got none other than Gina Williams with us today. Real estate mogul, uh, tax professional, just an overall entrepreneur. So we're going to be diving into what does it take to be successful uh, in 2023? What are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish, man? So I'm excited to dive into this interview. I know we. Uh, it's kind of interesting because a lot of people that I interview, I have a personal relationship or friendship with. Uh, we're kind of different because... You got uh, a lot of friends with my wife. You guys have a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. So I've been able to follow you on, you know, social media, see a lot of things that you got going on. And uh, hopefully we can dive into some of it, you know, and, and help people out. For sure. 
So look, our goal with the Equity Tapper course is to help entrepreneurs raise your business IQ so that you can tap into your full equity. With that being said, do me a favor, just kind of introduce yourself real quick, let people know a little bit about you, and then we'll jump into it. All right, well, my name is Gina Williams, and I am a serial entrepreneur. Um, I've been a full-time entrepreneur now for seven years. Um, I'm a tax professional, I'm a realtor, I'm an investor, um, I've done some commercial real estate, Yeah. Um, you name it. I've probably done it or okay. thought about doing it. Um, I'm a wife, I have two children, and University of Memphis grad, born okay. and raised in Memphis all my life. That's what's up, so wow, you wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. What does, I'm always curious about this, being an entrepreneur myself, uh, and seeing, you know, entrepreneurship takes a lot, you know, managing schedules, doing all this stuff, but seeing somebody juggling so many hats, I'm always curious, like, what does your day look like as an entrepreneur? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> How does it start? It, what is your morning routine? Oh, uh, my morning routine. Well, so if we take, for example, now, being that it's tax season, mm -hmm. taxes are my, my number one priority gotcha so we have a routine in the house where like i don't i don't cook around this time of year okay um i don't really do a whole lot of going out like it's it's strictly taxes so i wake up in the morning i start getting calls and texts around seven o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and i may work until two three o'clock in the morning wow uh, yeah so your day gets started before seven and during this season you're up to about 2 a.m yeah, I, look, I understand. A lot of people that want to get into the entrepreneurship space don't realize that a lot of times, you know, you got to put way more time. Yeah, you got to put the work in. Like, um, so it, it it's not, it, I feel like in this business or any business, you get out of it what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I know for these next 90 to 120 days, like it's grind, straight grind mode. And yeah. then for the rest of the year, I pretty much kind of live life how I want to. Okay. So um, it's a sacrifice and a yep. commitment that I make, and I've been doing it now for years. Um, it does get tiring. It does get frustrating, but yep. um, I keep going, and I know what my end re reward is. So sure, I sure. keep going, and I grind it out, and my family supports me. So yeah, that's what's up. So do you have a uh, – what does your team look like to, to be able to do so many things? Do you keep a big team, or you you pretty nimble? How does all that work out for you? Um, okay, so – and as far as taxes goes, I have about 46 um, independent contractors that work under my oh, wow. company. But they're, That's huge. Yeah, yeah they're, they're independent contractors, though. And then I have two team leads that actually manage them. Okay. So I don't, um, what I do is I do onboarding. I do training before the tax season begins. Okay. And then when tax season kicks off, my team lead, they manage the people. Gotcha. Um, now, mm -hmm. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I like I we we have a private Facebook group, so I'm on there. I'm active. I'll say something here and there, but for the most part, I set the expectation up front. Okay. Um, in August, September, like, hey, you got me from now until January. When January hits, you know, these are your go-to people. Gotcha. So you start preparing for the season in August. Yes. Wow. Yes. So once you're in the preparation uh, phase, when does that look like? Because I know you see a lot. Uh, people in the industry start ramping up marketing kind of around the top of the year. Yeah, that's a bad time for me. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell I tell my people, um, first of all, every year I do annual training okay. uh, through the National Association of Tax Professionals. Gotcha. Um, so I normally, that class is normally around May or June-ish um, going into the summer. Okay. And so then I take a few weeks to get the information that I was taught there and then I roll it out and I start doing my classes. Gotcha. Um, I don't do classes in November or December because I feel like it does not prepare you in time to launch and gotcha. be fully knowledgeable okay. for the tax season coming up in January. So I take from August 
up until December trainings. Gotcha. The people that I already have and that have taken those classes. Okay. And then um, I tell them start posting. Literally, when you take the class, yeah. start posting now. Okay. Because in my mind or in my opinion, January people already know where they're going. Yeah. Like they look at their last yeah. check subs in December. Mm -hmm. You know. So it's too late, and then you don't you don't want to come off as a fly by night person. Yeah. So, yeah. Market yourself accordingly. I market all year round, mm -hmm. and every year, every month of the year, I process returns. Okay. Like there's not a month that I, I that I go where I don't do somebody's taxes. So you're processing returns throughout yeah, the whole year? Throughout the entire year. Okay. Throughout the entire year. So how long have you been in the industry? I've been in the industry for seven years now. Okay. So did you initially start off with the training piece, or how did it start for no, you? No. So, so the whole <laughs> entrepreneurship, I, I feel like in a sense, we all have been like entrepreneurs. Like I was selling candy as a kid, you okay. know. Yeah, so yeah. the hustle has <laughs> always been in me. I used to sell waist trainers. So okay. I've, I've been uh, one to always want to like make some extra money. Gotcha. And so just a little, I guess a little backstory. Um, mm -hmm. I was raised by my grandparents, South right. Memphis. Um, my grandparents gave me a great life, mm -hmm. what they wanted to provide for me. Anything gotcha. extra, like any designer, any extracurricular activities, they just weren't into it. So yeah. I started working at the age of 14. I've always been a hard worker. Okay. Um, so when it came to taxes, I was actually working for a um a, a big company. I was a leader and I was an actual campus director gotcha. at that job. And I was there for eight years and I was doing taxes as like a little side hustle. Okay. Um, then some things went on with the company and I ended up leaving and I started doing taxes full time. Okay. Um, so it initially I, I took a, like a one-on-one -on -one class with, with the lady and she it probably was like, probably wasn't even a couple of hours. Like she went over some stuff with me. Okay. Um, and I just kind of started learning from there. I've always been like a very curious person. I'm big on knowledge. I'm big on education. Okay. So I kind of took the information that she gave me, and then I started building from that. Gotcha. Um, I didn't start doing the tax conferences until like the next year. Okay. Um, after my first successful year, like again, my goal was well. Let me. My my goal was to only make. Ten thousand um, dollars. Okay. I wanted to make ten thousand dollars. I had so an you started. That was just your goal. You that was my goal. Like okay. I heard people making a lot of good money in it, so I'm like, okay, if I make ten thousand dollars to pay my Audi off, yeah. um, then <laughs> you know I'm good. Well, I made six figures. My salary that yeah, first, first year. year. My very first year. Wow. My very first year. So um, that was what my salary was at the job. Okay. It's the reason why I kind of end up leaving there. Because yeah, I'm like, well, if reason. I can make this in such a short amount of time, what if I put all of my eggs in the mm -hmm. basket? So I ended up leaving there. I got my own office space. And then I started building off of that. Okay. My very first year, I didn't have any um, people working under me because I wanted to learn as much as I could myself. Um, okay. And then I just started off from there. Wow. Man, you said a lot. I, I want to dive into so much of what you just said because... You said, first of all, you're curious. Then you said that uh, you're big on education. And when I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, because I do some consulting here uh, on the side where I just kind of help entrepreneurs kind of wrap their minds around entrepreneurship. And what you said just in these last few minutes is literally what I try to drive home to them. Like, you got to start uh, with the vision that you have in your head. You got to start big, you know, and you got to start shaping that business around where you want it to go, not necessarily where, you, where it's at right now. And one of the cool things that you said was the educational piece. What does that look like for you as an entrepreneur? I am big on education. Um, okay. Of course, you know, I, I, I have my college degree, so that mm -hmm. gave me, you know, foundation of, of learning and studying yeah. and, um, and being What did you get your degree in? Uh, business management. Business management. Yeah. Okay, okay. Business cool. management. 
in, in a, with a minor in psychology. Okay. Um, so I've always just been big on education and I like to know, I'm not one of those people that just uh, will throw something out there and I'm not 100% certain on it. Gotcha. If I don't know, I'm gonna tell you I don't know. If I do know, trust me, I know. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, one of my biggest things is taxes is a very tedious process. Um, it can cost you a lot of money if yep. you don't know what you're doing. Um, and so I don't want to mess up nobody's taxes. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to mess up with the IRS. Mm-hmm. I am a law-abiding citizen now. Mm-hmm. I'm behind a <laughs> bar, so I got to make sure that this is straight. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so um, the very first conference that I started going to is hosted by the IRS, the actual IRS okay. themselves. And um, every year they host this conference, and then I started joining other um, leadership programs gotcha. and, and groups, and I just kind of grew my education based off of that. Okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. I think that's that's key uh, because information is so readily available now. I think the hack now is figuring out what is the best information. I like to go straight to the source. So, okay. like, I get people that'll that'll say, "Well, I heard this, so I heard that." If it is not on IRS.gov, gotcha. Um, or if it did not directly come from a source, a reputable source, yeah, yeah, where yeah. I can tangible documented and see it myself mm-hmm. i don't i don't really trust it yeah that's a good that's a good point because i talk to entrepreneurs and they always man i heard this i heard that yeah. who did you hear that from hey, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> going to the source is key mm-hmm. uh because going to the source you get the, the the correct information you know there's no he say she say and you can build a solid foundation absolutely so what do you contribute that first year you had a ten thousand dollar goal and you made over six figures what do you contribute that success to was it something that you did differently that other people weren't doing? Like, um, first my my character and my reputation. Gotcha. Like you know, um, people. One thing about being on social media is like it's almost like a, a a story. You know, when people have babies, they see them growing and nurturing. So when I was in my leadership role, I would post going to different conferences, and when okay. I got promoted, I got promoted a few times. People would see that. You know, they know my family. I'm just a good, I'm a good person. I treat people good. So I think your character and your reputation is number one. Gotcha. Um, But then also I was um, posting every day. Like I posted every day. I posted tax tips. I posted updates. Um, I post, I was posting uh, selfies and stuff, you know, yeah. which we, we didn't upgrade it now to professional <laughs> yeah. headshots. But back then it was just me, you know, and every, every single day my goal is when you woke up, you saw taxes. You see perfect okay. tax solutions. Wow. Um, that was my goal. And that's refunds. If somebody texts me, oh, girl, I normally get back $4,000. You got me back $6,000. Uh-huh. You know, I post that screenshot. Mm-hmm. Have to satisfy, satisfy a client, yeah. you know. So that was that was my thing. I just I just went hard with marketing yeah. and providing uh, educational updates to people. Yo, what's going on, Equity Chasers? Listen, I know you guys are enjoying the episode. Real quick, I know that you guys have already subscribed to the channel, so that's not why I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you guys because we have some major things that we're going to be rolling out. So what I need you to do is pause the video, go down to the description. Right above the description of the video, you're going to see a link. That link is going to give you access to our email list. I need you to subscribe. So when we roll out some of these things, you'll be one of the few that can get into the room. What are we going to roll out? We're going to be opening up our studios this summer. We're going to be letting you guys come in. We're going to be letting you guys watch us record live. We also have some live events planned. We have a lot of things that we're going to be rolling out for you, the entrepreneur who's looking to take your business, your game to the next level this summer. You're going to want to hit that email list and tap in. So look, let's do this. Let's get back to the video. Thank you. 
For sure, for sure. That's that's uh that's the key, you know, because there's so much content out here. How do you break through that noise? And one of the things that you're saying is you was consistent in posting, uh, which is is very challenging in this in this world because as an entrepreneur, you got so much going on. Now you got to figure out how do you schedule this content. And well, let like me that. tell you. So, uh-huh. so when I first started, before my life just got, because back then I really I thought I had a lot going on, yeah. but it, it ain't even half of what I got going yeah. on now. But back then, I would actually on Sundays I would plan out my posts. Okay. I put in my notes Monday. This is what I'm going to post. Tuesday will be this, you know, it wasn't automated back then where now yeah. you can schedule it, but then I already knew for the week what my posts would look like. Okay. okay. Um, and you could do flyers back then now, you know, then to reels and videos and talking more and stuff, but I already had myself planned. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, and, and that's what I'm, I'm figuring out now that, you know, you definitely have to schedule mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, man, because Does, it can be overwhelming. So it look, can be. let's transition a little bit. So prior to starting the tax company, what would you say you were working for corporate? Like, what was your background prior education. to education? Education. Yep, okay. Education. Like a teacher? I, no, I, I was a campus director for Strayer University. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. So I started I started as an admissions. Well, I've always had a sales background. Before Strayer, I worked in AT&T small business. Okay. Um, and it was sales driven. And then I transitioned to Strayer University. I started off as an admissions officer. Then I okay. went to admissions manager. And then I went to campus director where I oversee uh, admissions officers to reach a um Enrollment goals. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And so how long were you in the corporate arena before you decided I to I was move? there almost nine years. Okay, okay. So you got a real good understanding of, like, what corporate was. Yes, and so I see a lot of people talking about, like, you know, wanting to quit their jobs. Yeah. First of all, I would have never quit my job if the income didn't support, you know, the new income. Yeah. I believe in faith, but faith yeah. don't really Faith does pay bills, but you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you gotta Faith have a plan. Yeah. There you go. You gotta have a little knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, um, that that was number one. But, um, also, I just, I, I believe in like planning things. Um, okay. And ha- having a plan, having a vision. And a lot of people I see now, like, you just wanna jump right out and do it without yeah, having yeah. the knowledge. Um, the education, like I went a full tax season under another company before I started my own. Yep. There was no liability, yeah. you know. I didn't have any overhead costs. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people? Um, why don't you think people take that path? Why do you think people jump right into entrepreneurship right now? Because social media, I feel like social media and hearing you hear mm-hmm. the end results, results, but you don't hear like the transition okay. of it, you know. Um, of going through the process. So yeah, it looks right. easy. You know, I post my Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, she yeah. got a Lamborghini. For sure. But you don't know what it took to get that Lamborghini. You know, yeah. so you got to go through the struggle. And a lot of people don't want to go through that struggle mm-hmm. starting out, you know. Um, and thankfully, you know, I I'm, I can't, I'm not going to lie and say that I had like a real bad struggle or anything like that yep. because my job, my I thank my job for the knowledge of, how to be a leader, mm-hmm. what to do, what not to do. A lot of their processes, like DocuSign was one of the things that the tools that we use to send our documents for clients, gotcha. students, I used it to this day. Okay. You know, um, I took a lot of leadership classes there as well. I know how to treat people. I know how to talk to people. I know how to not take things personal. Yeah. Like I know people have bad days. Mm-hmm. So my job actually prepared me for where I am today, yeah, yeah. you know, like literally. So if I tell people, if you want a job, like stay on that job. If I had to do, if, if taxes or whatever shut down, I had to go get a job right now, I would do it, you yeah. know, and I would know how to do it the right way. 
if I could battle, I mean, or juggle both and I had to, I still would. Yeah. So the way I look at it is if you're look, if you're wanting to be an entrepreneur and you're still working a job, keep that job and your entrepreneur, your, your side hustle or your, your business expenses, you can either save that or reinvest it back into your business to grow it to a level to where you don't need that job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's key. Do you think it's because people are afraid of hard work? Uh, and they don't feel like they can juggle both of them. That's the reason they give up. The I, job. I don't think it's afraid of hard work. So I, I used to do um, mentorship, okay, um, and like business uh, mentorship, yes. and I stopped it because people aren't realistic, yeah. and it com- it may have came off like I was being a can we curse like a witch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, like, if I say I would send you a, a goal sheet and like. We start, what is your goal? What do you want to do? Oh, I want to do real estate. I want to do taxes. Yeah. I got this t-shirt business. I'm going to be doing nails too. How? Mm-hmm. I've never started multiple things at one time. Take your time. Do one thing at a time. And so I think that people have great ideas and great visions yeah. and great goals. But when you put them all on the table and you try to fumble it and do it all at one time, yeah. something is going to lag. Mm-hmm. So, and then you get frustrated and you stop. And before you know it, you back where you started. Yeah. Nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, in your career, have you ever faced a time where that was kind of your reality where you feel like, man, because as an entrepreneur, you feel like you have so much potential, which you do. And you want to dive out there and you want to do it a lot. Because once you look at like your, your background and your portfolio now, you have a lot of assets, you have a lot of companies, you have a lot of things that you're managing. So people naturally be like, okay, I want to jump out and be like, you know what I'm saying, Gina. Was, did you ever have a time in your career I when did. you just kind of like that? I did. I did. So I, I own the child care center too, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tell me about so the child care center. tell you about the child care center. Again, I have an education background. I have a love for children. And um, I initially took the real estate exam back in 2018, I think it was. Okay. And I failed it like three times. Mm. So then I was pissed off. I'm like, okay, what can I do now? Yeah. Figure something out. So then um, the child care opportunity became available. Uh, somebody I knew had a building. Okay. It was already, um, had already went through like the prerequisites to be licensed. All I had to do was, you know, kind of get it started, go through the state. Gotcha. So gotcha. I did that. Um, so I'm like, great. You know, it was great money. You know, again, I never really thought about it, but we can make it happen. Yeah. So I went through the proper channels, got everything um, approved. We opened December of 2019. COVID hit, what, February oh, of 2020? No. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> but however, I had already prepared myself mentally the first year not to yeah. net any profits. So uh-huh. I didn't I didn't want to do any. I, I knew I would. Well, I, in my mind, I thought I wouldn't make any money. Okay. Um. However, um, when COVID hit, it was actually a blessing because the state started paying for essential workers. Yeah. And I yeah. went from low enrollment to capacity. Okay. Where the juggle comes in there, and I I made a lot of money. Like it was, you know. So I, you got it off the ground. It was running. When I got it off the well, when I got off the ground, it was no enrollments. Okay. Uh, but I started posting social media, and it was in a really prime good location. So I okay. my first week, I probably had a couple of. Uh, children and my capacity was at 45 gotcha. by the end of um i think it was like january i was at my capacity okay making great money yeah. like good money but i couldn't balance that in taxes and then i in 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 the midst of that i i actually i got divorced okay um met somebody got remarried yeah. uh, and it was a lot a it lot, was lot, it was yeah. a lot and so one of the things when I met my uh, my husband I told him that I had wanted to be in the real estate and okay. um, he encouraged me to retake the test 
I retook the test and I passed it. Okay. The day I took the test, I'm like, I got to figure out what to do with this the center because I'm more passionate about real estate. Okay. Now, the people that I know in my circle, like they thought I was bananas yeah. because the, the center was at capacity. The children, I mean, the, the staffing was, was, was good. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I could not balance the both. Okay. And I'm one of those people, again, if I can't give it a hundred percent, I don't want it at yeah. all. So I made the decision to actually close the center. Um, I even looked into, before I did that, I was trying to like build up the people that were there, one of okay. the uh, teachers to make her a leader, director, and it just wasn't to, to, to standard. Gotcha. And I felt like before something happens and now my re reputation, it you know, something happens there, then I just gotta let it go because I can't fully commit myself. Yeah. So I closed the center and that was, a, I guess, a time where I had to make a decision of, whether I, you know, keep going and, and, and make the money, but, you know, not really sleep because I'm, I'm now getting into something that I'm, I'm really passionate about. Like real estate is what my heart was. If I could okay. let it all go for real estate, yeah. I would. So now that I had it, I had to just make the decision to, um, to let that go. Wow. Yeah. So, so this is interesting. So what happened next? So what I did was I gave a notice. This was, uh, I think I got a notice like in June of that year. We didn't close until September. Okay. Um, somebody came in and actually bought the building oh. and they reopened it under their name. And okay. um, and so that's what happened with the center. But as far as real estate goes, I deep dive 100% into real estate. Okay. So you had passed the test already for real yeah. estate. So it was just kind of one of those things, you transition and boom. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and what was so interesting, I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because I passed the test in April. Okay. Again, I called my husband. I'm like, look, I got we got to figure out what to do with this center because yeah. if somebody called out, like it was just with the scheduling, I can't show a house and then be here. I already knew that this was gonna happen. Okay. And so he, um, he was like, we'll figure it out. Well, I got a call from the landlord the next week. Mm -hmm. The next weekend was like, hey, your lease is coming up. We want to know what you what you want to do. So. Yeah. That was just a perfect opportunity for me to further let me know. I'm, I mean, for me to let her know that, hey, I'm going to do something else. I'll okay. the parents notice, and then we'll transition out of that. Um, I will say that I will have another center eventually. Okay. But I think maybe once I'm older, more, you know, more settled, and yeah, I yeah. can and I can put the right people in place to run it. Mm -hmm. Like, it was a great experience. And the average person, like I said, I, I talked to my um my state representative and she was like girl i can help you find somebody and i'm like no that ain't it ain't it it's not it you yeah. know because again they see the money and the revenue yeah, that yeah. it's bringing in but i had to make a decision that just because this money is here like my my passion and my heart is somewhere else yeah i don't want to get in your business but i gotta ask what was the center what were you bringing in from the center Cause this is I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around giving up. Uh, you want to know high, high end, high high end. The the most that I brought in every on the first and the fifteenth was like thirty eight thousand dollars. Wow, so that's combined with thirty eight on the first and then thirty eight again on, on the on the on on the first and the the fifteenth of the month. That's what yeah. I was bringing. Wow, up. and you gave that, and up. I gave it up. But let me tell you this though. Okay. So every dime. Literally, the only thing, the only expenses that I had for that business were my payroll, okay. um, supplies, utilities, the lease. Every dime of that money, I walked away with was a half a million. Okay. I took that money and we purchased a commercial building. Gotcha. With the commercial building, it's self-sufficient. It okay. already had tenants in there, you know. So I I I saved 
all of that money because I, I kind of live off of my tax money. Okay. Even with my real estate money, my first year, that money set in an account. Okay. Um, because taxes pay, you know, Yeah, yeah. Um, for everything else. Wow. So, okay, let's jump into real estate. Uh, so you mentioned you had a, a, a event seller. Uh, that's the, that's so, the, a, a commercial, um, uh, it's Cordova Executive Suites. Okay, so, so it's not an event center, no. it's more of a co-working space. Yeah, it is. So okay. we have an attorney in there, we got a chiropractor, we got a couple of massage therapists wow. in there. Um, I have a insurance agent in there, a, um, what is the other one? Uh, she does mortgage, a mortgage lender okay. Okay. in there as well, an interior designer, a contractor, yeah. So, so. What, what, was that your first real estate purchase after you left the uh, the child care center? Yes, for myself. Well, I, I have rental properties. Um, so okay. when I made the six figures from taxes that first year, I bought some rental properties. So okay. I had already, but for myself, that was my, that wasn't my first sale, but that was my largest sale. And it was my first commercial deal. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you're very savvy when it comes to how uh, moving your income around to continue yeah. to buy assets. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? Like, I know you said you're big on education. Did somebody in your life, did you? My grandma. Okay. So my grandma, grandma so cheap. <laughs> yeah, so so growing up, like I what I can say, my, my grandmother, she retired from First Tennessee Bank. She she worked at the bank. Okay. So okay. growing up, um, my grandparents always travel. My grandma always dressed top tier. Yeah. You know. Um, and they drove the nicest cars, you know, lived in a good area, South Memphis, and that's just something that I grew up and I and I yeah, knew about. Right. Like she talking to me about credit, saving my money. Wow. And so um I I had the foundation of mm -hmm. knowing, you know, how to make things work. Now, I will tell you this, when I first told my grandmother um that I was renting out, I had bought a property and I was gonna rent it out, she was completely against it. She was like, they gonna tear up your house and <laughs> you know, you don't know the people and you know, and I was a little discouraged, but I'm like, okay, grandma, I'm gonna show you. And so yeah. now that house paid for vacations for her. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, my grandparents uh, played a, a, a very important part of, of, of my life when it comes to like investing yeah. and just seeing success. Like they were married, I never seen them argue, like what love looks like, what yeah. family looks like, what finance look like um i had that growing up with them that is that's dope because mm -hmm. uh, you, we don't have that opportunity you know no. to grow up in that type of house to get that type no. of experience and you know to see you know where you're at as an entrepreneur the success and that being the foundation you can see it all come you know full circle so that's pretty cool now i'm gonna tell you this truthfully now i uh -huh. i um I knew all of this, but I still went out and, and messed my credit up. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I just always had it together. I still, yeah. you know, made a bad decision. I purchased my first house when I was 19. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, I was working at AT&T at the time making, I was making $70,000 at 20 years old. So, wow, yeah. yeah. But I didn't manage it. Okay. I didn't manage it at all. Like, I had every Dooney Burke. Um, what, what else? Coach bag, yeah. like back then, I had it all. And then they announced when I was seven months pregnant that they were closing and they gave us severance. Um, on top of the little savings I had, it just wasn't enough. So my credit went like yeah. Yeah. all the way down. Um, ended up actually letting my first house go, ended up filing bankruptcy. And I think you had to wait two years after your bankruptcy in order to do that. At the okay. two-year mark, like I, I made sure this will never happen to me again. Yeah. And from then, that was, um, my daughter's gonna be 15, so 15 years ago. Okay. From 
there until now. Like I, I didn't, I don't let my credit slip. I got to make sure my savings is good. I'm broke even when I got money. Yeah. And it's just kept me, you know. Hold up. Explain it to me. You broke even when you got money. I've never heard that before. Yeah. What does that I'm mean? I'm always broke. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, 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 I like to spend and I like nice things and I like to invest, but I don't, it's almost like I don't spend what I got. Yeah. Uh, it, it, everything that I have um, in the bank stays in the bank mm-hmm. and I budget off of what I'm making. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. So, yeah, so like if, if it's tax season, for example, now um, the the money that I got that's, that's already there is there. Okay. Um, I'm going to survive for this year off of what I'm making. Okay. And if I got if I got to touch a dollar in my savings, mm-hmm. then I I'd be like frantic, like oh my god, how am I okay. put this money back? You know, really? it got it has to be just cause and it has to go back into that again. Gotcha, gotcha. That is an interesting way of looking at things. So if this year if your revenue it falls back, then you adjust your lifestyle towards that so that you don't touch what you already have saving. Am I understanding that correctly? Uh. Not really. Not really. Okay. Break it down to me. Okay. So, so, so if, if, let's just say if I want uh, a pair of shoes, okay. a pair of shoes, $500. In order for me to buy that pair of shoes, I got to make that money this gotcha. week okay. to buy. I'm not, I got the money to buy and I yeah. got a book of the credit, yeah. but I'm not using it. I got to make that money in order to spend that money. Gotcha. And so then, and so if something happens to where, you know, we had another COVID and we shut down for a year or two. I'm still going to live the way that I've been living. I just will have to revert to what I got to say. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That, that's a, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it because yeah. it's almost like a, a eat what you kill type model. It is. It yeah. is like, even with my, my real estate, um, commissions, my very first year, I put all of that money into a Navy federal account. I never use the account and okay. I, it just, that money's just there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That money's just there. That's cool. So let's jump into the real estate side. Uh, so I've seen some of the properties that you post. Uh, you do a great job of, you know, capturing the details of the property. The marketing side, of course, you, you're a genius in that side mm-hmm. of it. Uh, and, you know, you present it in such a way that captivates people. So what are some of the success that you had in real estate? Let's talk about the unsuccess first. <laughs> the stage is so, um, <laughs> so So I, I think in real estate, it when you're when you're – one of the challenges, and I think myself and other people may have it, when you're known, like a lot of people know me for taxes. They don't know me for real estate. Yeah. So I've been driving real estate more than I have taxes because I want them to know Gina Williams, the realtor, yeah. versus Perfect Tax Solutions. So um, success, I guess if, I, if I had to talk about success, it's just uh, posting daily, um, I always meet new people. I go to lunch a lot, at least twice a week by myself. Okay. And my and I'm very intentional about this. The purpose is for me to meet somebody new. Gotcha. I can go sit at a bar. I can be out at a social event. And I just like to meet people. And almost every time I go, I meet somebody. Yeah. Now, does that automatically turn into a real estate client? Absolutely not. But when they ask me what I do, I don't even mention taxes. I say realtor. Okay. okay. Um, however, um, I got licensed April of 20. 20, so, I mean, 2021. Okay. So 2022 was my first full year in real estate. Okay. For the first six months in real estate, I had zero, yeah. zero sales, um, which was a little discouraging because my goal was to be in the multi-million dollar club my first year in real estate. So right. um, not only did I not have any sales that first six months, 
they raised the limit. It was like $3 million, um in previous years. And then in 2022, they announced that it's $4.25 million. Oh. I'm like, shit. You know, I'm going to get out of I'm not going to do this. Um, but I met I, I met the goal, and I'm what's it be in all the clubs. Wow. So you... Congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. So you met that within the first year? My first full year. And the I got goal was four point four point two five million in real estate. Wow. So you gotta break this down. You gotta reverse engineer this. First six months, no sales. No sales. Was that just education? Like what did they look like? The first the six pressing? months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so I'm, again, education. Um, I am in a group called the CEO Society. Okay. Uh, Kiana Watson, she's a, a real estate broker out of Atlanta. So um, yeah. I started following people that, um, you know, that I wanted to be like. And mm -hmm. she's like my Beyonce, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I joined a group uh, that she had. And then I also um, joined a few Facebook groups. And I just consistently like posted like one of the things that she said to me and it stuck with me in the very beginning is like, you got to fake it till you make it. Okay. And certain things. And so I had to just still show up, still post, yeah. still post my educational videos, still meet people. Mm -hmm. um, now I had, you know, people that were reaching out, but they may not have been where they weren't where they needed to be in order to qualify or yeah. actually had a couple of deals and they fell through, they changed their minds, you know, uh, interest rates increased. So there were a lot of things that um, it wasn't just dry. I didn't have yeah. the the people. They just weren't coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of circumstances. Yeah, a lot of circumstances. So what was that breakthrough moment that you, um, when things turned around and the transaction started happening, like what was that moment? What, what did that look like for you? Uh, my husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my husband sold, um, he sold an, an investment property. At least okay. Is he in real estate as well? No, he's in contracting. Contracting, okay. With, with, okay. Yeah, so home improvement. So gotcha. he's he's not a realtor, but he does uh, home improvement. Okay. So um, he sold a property, and then I had, um, what was the, uh, the first deal? I can't remember the first deal, but it was like after that one, like they all just started coming through, like all the way down. I think my last closing was in December okay. of last year, and that's what tipped me over for multi-million dollar clubs. Wow, that's what's up. Congratulations. Thank you. So when when you think about real estate, I know there's such a diverse um, opportunity. You can go into multifamily. You can go into single family. You can do, I've, I've heard people uh, now do wholesaling. Like, what is your area of focus? Single family. Single okay. family. Uh, I took a, a, a class on um, commercial. Okay. And commercial is... Um, it's a different ballpark. Okay. Even with me representing my the sale of my I, my building, it was six hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Okay. And I reached out to another commercial um, agent to kind of help me with it. Um, they did. Okay. But he was like, "Look, I'm gonna warn you, Gina. It's completely different from residential." And me, I'm being naive. I'm like, "What can it be different? Real estate, living real estate." Yeah. And it rock my world <laughs> but i did it you know okay. uh with the due diligence and then the seller that he was not the easiest to work with okay. he actually um did a, a lease kind of under the table and i had to evict him afterwards mm. uh, so it was a learning experience for okay. me but my primary focus is uh single family gotcha gotcha so that's wow it's, it's just so much on top of i know it's it's it's, it's, and, and i'm still like i'm sitting here i'm kind of baffled at the fact that so you created massive success at such a young age in corporate America. Then you transition. Of course, there's always ups and downs. Uh, I'm just highlighting, just making sure I understand fully. Then you jump into the tax industry. Killed the first year. 
invested in real estate uh, after your first year. Mm -hmm. And then in 2021, you got your real estate license. Mm -hmm. And so you're not even two years in, coming up on two years. Mm -hmm. You already hit the multi-million dollar company. So so what's next for you? It seems like you've achieved so much. Like, what's next? What's next for me is uh, my husband wants to get in flipping. Okay. So okay. we want to flip. And um, I don't know if it'll be a goal this year, but definitely next year I want to get into development. Okay. Um, I'm one of those people because I've been doing it for a while. Like I, I like to under promise and um, over deliver. Okay. Um, so flipping is on the, on the top of our list. Um, and just growing my real estate portfolio. Gotcha. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So look, this is, uh, this is kind of where I transition to like, let's take the gloves off because on the other side of camera, we have entrepreneurs that were once where you were before you jumped into business and they're trying to figure out, okay, how do I get started? What are some of the action items that I take? And one of the things that you've said consistently is education. Uh, you said you, you purchased, I don't know if you said you purchased, but you tapped into a real estate course uh, mm -hmm. and professional in Atlanta. Like what is, what is your, what does that look like? Like how much does it typically cost to get into some of these mentorship programs? Um, it depends. Like, so the mentorship program was a thousand dollars for the year. Okay. Um, they had an option where it was like fifteen hundred if you did a monthly plan or you pay the thousand up front. I gotcha. paid the thousand up front. I'm uh -huh. trying to save a book, you know. <laughs> but for it, but for somebody that may not have it, yeah, it's worth it. Pay it monthly and make sure that you get, you know, your month, your your what you what you paid out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, on the taxes side, that conference each year is like $400. The membership annual is about $1,000. Okay. Um, I've done like some eBooks. I got an Airbnb as well. Um, okay. I kind of skipped that, but the Airbnb <laughs> did that last year. The Airbnb, um, I paid $1,500 for that class. Okay. Um, and it didn't really teach me a lot, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, but I've hated it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the ones, like if I pay a lot of money, if I learn one thing, then I got my money's worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but some of these things, I just feel like you don't know until you try. Okay. And a lot of people in entrepreneurship, you know, YouTube definitely can teach you a whole lot, yeah. but sometimes you need that one-on-one -on -one interaction or you yeah. need that, that Zoom interaction where you can raise a hand and you can ask a question right then. Yeah. And YouTube University is not, you know, there unless you, I guess you're doing a live class, yeah. but invest in your in your craft and also have a passion for it like i and and i'm i was guilty of it you know in the beginning like i was chasing the, the dollars now okay. the dollars chase me you know i kind of sit back and i'm i can proudly decline services if yeah. it does not align with my business goals and my business um uh vision and where i'm at i said <laughs> no i don't want to do that you know or if my husband has a goal, we can say, "Hey, you want to do this? If yeah, we want to do it, let's 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 sleep on it." Like we looked at a child care center a few weeks ago. Okay. The numbers weren't right. You know, years back, I probably would have jumped on it and been like, "Oh, I make that money back." You know. Yeah. Now I ha I make smart, wise decisions. Like it has to make sense. And if it don't, like I just feel like God gonna bring me what what I'm supposed to have. Yeah. So as a new entrepreneur, like number one, find your passion. Number two, invest like invest in your in your craft. You gotta invest like you want to be the smartest. Yeah, yeah. There may be you know a hundred other people doing taxes, but I don't even see those hundred other people. So yeah. three, like stop worrying about what other people are doing. Like, yes. I mean, get in your own lane. Do what's best for you and what feels organic for you. Yeah, and you'll be successful based off of that. And if it does not work, guess what? It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I just trust, you know, my faith is so strong in God to where I'm like, if this don't work, 
he got something else better. Yeah. But he may not have nothing better for me. It may just be time to just chill and sit back. Mm-hmm. Just know that, you know. And if something's not working working out for you, don't be too proudful to let it go. Yeah. Yeah, let it go. Okay. Let it go. Like you spending money and unnecessary things on stuff and it's not making you no money just to keep up the face of it and it's hurting you. Yeah, yeah. Man, there's so much wisdom in what you just said. Uh, do you find the mentorship programs is what where you get a lot of their perspective or is it just a combination of everything? It's a combination of everything. Um, because again, like I you and I both we can write a book and tell people how to be an entrepreneur, but yeah. some of it still has to come from within. Like okay. you you nobody knows you more than you know yourself. Yeah, if yeah. I gave you a book and say every morning at six o'clock you need to do XYZ, you know if you're gonna get up at six o'clock or not, you yeah. know, and if you're not don't even waste your time. No, Don't even no. push yourself to, to, <laughs> to do it. You know, I had a goal. It's been coming up on my timeline. Like years ago, I was so big on like weight loss, you know, uh-huh. and, and fitness. And I got to lose 30 pounds on my birthday. I used 20. The minute I stopped even like measuring those things, mm-hmm. the weight came off. I became mentally stronger, physically stronger. I stopped posting gym pictures. Like, yeah. I don't want you to, you know, just be focused on going in there. got to take a picture and you ain't doing nothing. And you coming mm-hmm. out eating a bad thing. So I, your mind got to truly be right. Like, it yeah. got to be right. And if it's for you, it don't matter if it's 200 or 2,000 of y'all doing the same thing. Like, God is going to make a way for you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's key. Why do you think um, the hack was to take your mind off of it and then you started seeing results? Because I was too focused. I was focused on that more than anything. Like, mm. I, the scale, like, you know, in, in terms of weight, like, the the scale of it just just constantly, oh, I lost a pound today. Oh, yeah. I lost two pounds. Then over the weekend, I gained three pounds. It was just mentally draining. Yeah. And then also, you have to think about when you're in a certain space, um mentally relationships they can they can be that can be dead weight they yeah. can be you know things that are preventing you from getting to that next level in your life as well okay. you can have all the money all the tools and still not get to where you need to be because you got some dead weight you need to let go of. yeah yeah what is your so what does your circle look like because that's that's a common trend is when i do these interviews and i talk to entrepreneurs they always talk about their circle what what, do, what does your circle look like is it so it's divided. So I have friends that are entrepreneurs and I have friends that are not entrepreneurs. Gotcha. My friends that are not entrepreneurs, I don't talk about entrepreneurship with them. Okay. Like I don't invade, like I don't invade their face or their minds with things that I know that they're not gonna get. Okay. I got friends that like the shop. Yeah. I got friends that don't like the shop. The friends that like the shop, they get the, you know, the the latest and the greatest. The other ones that don't, I don't. So yeah. Uh, my circle consists of a healthy balance of people that truly have my back. Like, yeah. um, my best friend, she's my best friend. I was 19 years old. Um, I got old co-work, my old co-workers from my company. Like, I had best friends there. Um, I got a, a big, I wouldn't say a circle. I probably got yeah. a little village, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a nice little small <laughs> village of people that truly love and support me, and I do the same for them. Yeah, that's cool. So, look, um, Multi-million dollar real estate club, successful entrepreneur. What does life look like you for on a daily basis? I know work hard, play hard. What are some of the luxuries? What are some of the the, the rewards of being an entrepreneur that you've been able to experience? <laughs> <laughs> so um, the financial freedom, like the yeah. freedom to just live life on your terms. My first year in real estate, I mean, well, let me go back. My first year in taxes when I hit that, uh, it was like a hundred and. 
twenty some thousand dollars that I had made. Okay. Like I shopped. Like yeah. I I did. I, I bought two properties. Okay. I bought two properties cash, but I also shopped because I just I hadn't had that feeling. Like that was my salary. So of course when you're salaried and you got bills to pay. Yeah. You can't add in an extra, you know, Chanel or, you know, uh-huh. that's an annual thing, perhaps, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now when you combine all of those successes, real estate, um, the Airbnb, the building, everything else we got going on, like, mm-hmm. I probably just spent $40,000 last week on my birthday. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> um, so it, it's the final. What did that look like? What did you do? 40 grand. What we, did they look like? We, we, uh... Oh, you get, and I just hate being so personal like this. That's fine. That's fine. No, 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 it's fine. So, so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm working on is like being more open because people okay. do like to see the real and like you know it is what it is at this yeah, point. You were we going, yeah. yeah. So we went to Miami. Um, I was able to fly out my photographer. Yeah, I was able to bring my my um my makeup artist with me, pay okay. for their flights, pay for their rooms. Um, we went to a couple of nice restaurants. We went to Ball Harbor shops. Um, mm-hmm. I got two Chanel bags. <laughs> I got a Dolce Gabbana bag. I got some, some Dolce Gabbana shoes. Yeah. Um, what else did I get? I got a few other things, some dresses, some really nice dresses yeah. too. And we did, I did some content while I was there as well. Okay. So even though it was my birthday, I actually went, um, with the, the plan of working, um, mm-hmm. doing some, some writing photos. Yeah, it's, it's a tax write-off mm-hmm. as well. So we went there and we just had fun and did some work. And then I came on back and came back. Yeah. Do you feel like once you, um, when you take those like personal um, breaks in your schedule to treat yourself, does it motivate you that much more to go after the goals? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, 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 and it gives you that, like that reset, you know, yeah. Like I said, you you gotta have a healthy a balance. So like every year since my girls have been like, my baby girl was like a year old. Okay. Every year I do a trip with my daughter, okay. just us. Every year I do something with my husband. Every year I do something with my girls, and I may do a little mini something in between that, you know, okay. to balance out. Like right now, today's what the second, mm-hmm. third, second, third. Uh, I've worked thirty days straight. Even mm-hmm. on my birthday, I still work. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna work another, you know, thirty six days or whatever. And then afterwards, normally spring break is the first year. I mean, the first uh, time of the year when I kind of like get that break in because it's yeah. spring break. I take my daughters on a trip. Okay. And then from there on the rest of the year, you know, um, we just live and enjoy life. But I still work mm-hmm. like I'm not I'm not I'm so big on like lazy, not being lazy and like putting you've got to put the work in. Like gotcha, you got to yeah. put the work in. Um, and, and that's where I feel like people don't really they kind of missed it. Like you kind of want the easy ride out of it. No, it's not easy. And also with being able to spend 30 or $40,000 at one time, think about the income, the revenue that I'm bringing in and the overhead expenses. So people look at like, oh yeah, you can spend this, but you got to make it. You got to get up and you got to work for it as well in order to be able to make that. Um, And this is my first year. So remember I told you six months of the first six months, I didn't Uh have any real estate going on a lot. So this year, um, I actually got a closing going on right now. Okay. Um, yeah, so <laughs> at a closing today, it's been a, um, I got to find a balance between those two as well. Okay. Um, because a few weeks ago, I had like three showings. I had tax appointments, and I was just all over the place. So at the end of the tax season, I'm going to reevaluate to say, okay, this is how many clients I had. This is what I need going forward. And I may actually have to get me a showing assistant or an assistant to the gotcha, documents. Gotcha. So 
Um, I, I, I endured the little, the journey and the pain of it. Mm-hmm. And then I assessed it to see how can I make life easier for me yeah, to put systems and people in place to carry it out. Yeah, and you have to because, bro, you got so many, you know, eggs that you're, you're balancing, so many things that you're juggling. You got to figure out how to systemize it because yeah. if you don't systemize it, it's going to run you crazy yeah. all the yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I got my daughter working me. This this her first year. Um, I got a 20-year-old. She'll be 21 in, in July. And she's been my, my tax assistant as far as sending out documents for okay. me. And it's, I fire her every other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you, as an entrepreneur, uh, how do you raise your kids to kind of see some of the stuff you're doing? Are they receptive to it? Do they even realize what's going on? How does they, that all look? Oh, they are. They are. So um, I'm proud of my daughter. My oldest daughter, she does nails. Um, she's worked a couple of jobs, but she just does not like to listen to people. So I told her like entrepreneurship is for you. Yeah. Like you, she, if she, if she were to work a job, it would have to be not around people. Like she's just not a people person. Like gotcha. Um, so they, she see, I've been telling her for, when I first started doing taxes, I tried to get her to get into it, to kind of start doing my documents. She wasn't documents and she wasn't interested in it. Gotcha. So now that she sees those documents and she see the numbers, like she sees it for herself. And with my baby girl, she's just a natural hustler. Like yeah. I can tell with her, she's not going to be the traditional kid to go to college. She's going to actually be an uh, entrepreneur as well. Um, but I make them work for things. So if she asks me for something, it's like, okay, you can do this, but I need you to do this. I'm yep. going to give you this, but you work for this. Like, they know I don't, this is not, this ain't the ATM machine, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm proud of my 20-year-old because she's been out on her own now for a year. She's never asked me for money with her car note, her rent, her light bill. Like, she she gets it for herself. Mm-hmm. I actually will just reward her just because I see her doing gotcha. a good job. Okay. I'm going to take some of that advice, man, because yeah. I got a nine-year-old and that little joker, that's all they see is the ATM. Yeah, no, no, I be I be going ham on them like, nah, this is my money. Yeah, I work for this. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be that way. You yeah, didn't, you didn't work for this. Like when you put the work in and you get paid for it. But yeah, like like that. Like I want them to they live a good life, but they value that life. And I'm so thankful that even before I started making more money, they're humble. Like we yeah, were in Miss, yeah. we lived in Mississippi, so. Um, they didn't want the latest and the greatest Jordans or hairstyles. They've never been big on it, you okay. know, at all. So when they do ask for little things as such now, like years later, then, yeah, I'll give it to them. But it's going to come with some type of um, cost for you to actually, you know, for you to earn it okay. instead of me just giving it to you. But, yeah, they they real good, good, humble kids. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I can't wait to just kind of see what their progress looks like as they get older. Mm-hmm. Seeing that you came from a foundation where your grandparents, you know, laid a good foundation and now you've built on top of it. And I'm a strong believer in that each generation should try to move the needle forward as much as possible. And you've moved the needle forward in a major way. So to see kind of what they're going to do coming behind you, it's going to be cool. Okay. So I'm excited to kind of see, you know, what your kids look like after being able to witness everything that you've been able to do. So just kind of in transition, we've been talking for over an hour, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact people are going to be blessed by just your story. Uh, you know, to see a young uh, woman entrepreneur that's, you know what I'm saying, killing the game, things like that, uh, it's going to inspire a lot of people. So if you would, I want to see how people can, uh, if you would, leave your information, let people know how they can keep yeah. up with you. 
And then any closing advice that you have for entrepreneurship, uh, if you can, you know, help them out, move forward, that'll be great. Yeah, so you can, uh, I actually have two Instagrams. One for my taxes is Perfect Tax Solution. Okay. Um, all one word. My website is www.yourperfecttaxsolutions.com. Cool. Um, my, um, my real estate is my actual name, Gina Williams. That's G-I-N-I-A okay. Williams. Um, Instagram, Facebook. My website for that is www.soldbygina.com. Again, okay. that's Gina with two I's, G-I-N-I-A. That's how you can reach me on social media platforms. Gotcha. Words of advice for um, entrepreneurs. I would say, number one, have um, have a passion for what it is that you're doing. Okay. Go at your own pace. Do extensive research. Have knowledge, training, and development. You got to invest. In order to invest money, I mean, in order to make money, you got to invest money. So yeah. notice, I'm going to say this again. In order to make money, mm-hmm. you have to invest money, okay? All yeah. right. The money is just not going to fall out the trees for you. So, um. So, yeah, so just go at your own pace, have a true heart and passion for it. And whatever your religious belief is, talk to that higher power about it before Absolutely, making yeah. the decision. And as long as your heart is pure, your intentions are pure, then you will be successful at it. Yeah. Um, know that it can it can happen quick. Like I got two two success stories. Mm-hmm. One where I made that six figures within, you know, that first tax season. Another, I didn't make it until the end of the, the six months. You know, yeah. I didn't hit um, any sales for the first six months of real estate. So know that, like, it takes time, patience, and dedication in order to be successful. For sure. Mm-hmm. Listen, I can't think of a better way to close it out. I want to personally thank you because I know you have an extremely busy uh, schedule to take the time out to come talk to the Equity Tap uh, entrepreneurs and give them game on how they can move forward. I appreciate that. Thank you. Listen, man, if you guys have gotten a lot out of this conversation, like myself, do me a favor, hit subscribe so that you can continue to get more content like this. Also, I'm going to drop all of Gina's information in the description. Make sure you guys follow her on social media. Drop some in the comment. Let her know that y'all feeling this uh, this information. Drop fire if y'all got a lot out of it. And do me a favor, man. Y'all tap in, hit the subscribe and the notification button so that when we drop another interview like this, you guys will be the first ones to know. And so, like I said, thank you again. Can I get you back on the show as sure. things continue to grow and change for you? Absolutely. Bring me back out the taxis so you can see how my, my head is still off. Okay. <laughs> That's what we are doing, man. Well, we appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you.